Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to the Scott and Jai Show on Radio X. Giddy up. Where we are all about lending an ear. Trying to move Tell on, Tell me mate. how you really feel. I love you, mate. I love you. No matter which way you go. Look. Sharing stories. But no, I have ended up in the emergency room after with a broken... And helping each other out. Called you, big fella. Yeah, call- said we need to go look around the town. Called for reinforcement. Yeah. That's the way. Brilliant. My new boss will probably be listening and going, thanks, Jai. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m., Live on air. Catch the highlights 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. weeknights. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join the conversation. We are all about mates helping mates. So whether you're battling the black dog or just need a friendly chat, this is the place to be. The phone number is 074994 or connect with us on social media at The Scott and Jai Show. We want to hear your story because, remember, it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. So come on, join us for some good yarns. Quick side note, I love the dirty mo. Oh, I love it too. What does mum say? There's no dry here, mate. Hang it out. Laughs. Oh, but it was. It's quiet at home. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe even a few tears. Let's tackle life together, one story at a time. Because together, we can make a difference. This is The Scott and Jai Show, where everyone's story matters. I begin today by acknowledging the Durumble people, traditional custodians of the land on which we meet here today. We pay our respect to the elders, past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here today, which their land we live on. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please? was abrupt. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> I'm good today on a Sunday. Hashtag miss you, babe. Hashtag yes. miss you, babe. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. Help. Oh, there we go. Just we quit. Have... <laughs> so. Oh, I don't speak French. Sorry, guys. Wee uh, wee. Oui, oui. I had a go. bit of a blonde moment. <laughs> uh, we've all been there once. <laughs> Some more than others. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. Welcome to Scott and Jai Show. Oh, got there, finally. Good morning. Good morning. This is the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast for the 24th of the 12th, 2023. Just me this morning. No, it's not just me this morning. Wow. Um, I have Katie here with me. Hello. Morning, Katie. Good morning. How are we? Good. We got there after a few technical difficulties. We did. Didn't think we were going to make it there for a minute. Oh, yeah. You can't plan for this sort of stuff. So no dry this morning. Oh, try that. Oh, still having technical difficulties oh, here. No dry this morning. No Serena this morning. They're off to Brisbane. Started their Christmas holidays early. Yeah. Morning, guys. I'm guessing that you're um, listening to us live. I hope. Anyway, and you can see my beautiful face this morning. <laughs> Not that anyone else will see that. Uh, today's podcast, um, we're going back, 
we're basically, I can't even get the words out now. Um, Jai and I have put together uh, some Christmas crackers for you all uh, so we can go back and share uh, the good times for the last podcast of the year. Last podcast? We got one more. Um, no, I think there's one more before New Year's. Yeah, I think there is one more before yeah. New Year's. Not 100% sure. Um, let me try some uh, Christmas music. As we said, today is Christmas Eve, De- December 24th. I'm Got sure my Christmas it. earrings on, getting all jingly. Well, you did say you didn't want to be on camera this morning, so we can't. We'll have to put a uh, photo up on Facebook, or do a do a TikTok video later. So, what? What? Um, I was about to ask what your plans are for Christmas Eve, but they'll be the same as mine. <laughs> same as yours. Yeah, so, what are we doing? A handful of things to do, and then get on the beers. Uh, look, I'm going to crack open one of the beers once I press play on one of the crackers here. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. You know, it's after eleven o'clock. It's five that's o'clock right. somewhere, and when no, someone as long da- as it's after eleven, you're good. That's Christmas rule. Well, I mean, that's holiday rules, right? We're on holidays. It's the silly season. It is. It's the Christmas Eve rules. Yeah, you can call it. And I guess the other part to it as well. Well, I'm struggling today to get the words out. Maybe I haven't had enough coffee. Yeah, no, maybe. maybe that beer is just calling my name. <laughs> You're already in holiday mode. <laughs> already, yeah. Actually, last night, uh, if you download the podcast and live in Rocky, they had the light show at Botanic Gardens last night. Took mm. the kids there. Got yeah. eaten alive by the mozzies. Oh, the only reason we got eaten alive is because the line was so friggin' long. you got to stand there for ages. When you're walking, mozzies can't keep up, can they? Yeah, they like kiwi blood. Mm. Apparently. You can keep talking if you want. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I thought, um, I didn't think it was worth that wait, but I think we went in like, sort of like a prime time where everyone was going. I think everyone had the same idea, you know, like, well, we can't go tomorrow because tomorrow's Christmas Eve and if we go tonight, pardon me, um, then we'll, you know, have dinner, get the kids settled in. and I can then hear we'll those um, Christmas earrings jingling in the background. Oh, sorry, I'm holding them. Oh, you're holding them? <laughs> I was holding different earrings, sorry. No, my, my Christmas earrings are plastic. Oh, so what's jingling over there? Oh, what's going on in the background here? Yeah, I'll try that. Um, yeah, I can hear them jingling. Sorry, I was holding a different pair of earrings. They do jingle. These ones don't. Oh, they're plastic. Yeah. They're little uh, Christmas trees. They're little, like, holographic silver Christmas trees, and they're my favourite ones. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into our first Christmas cracker. Uh, we go back to when Big H was first on the podcast. Hope you enjoy. This is one of Scott and Jai's Christmas crackers. Do you have to press play? It's- yeah, my computer's not playing the game today. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Got a very special guest coming on. We do. Can't wait. We do. <laughs> you guys are so excited. I am I so excited. You guys are like uh, a well, pair of giggling schoolgirls. Uh, you really are. <laughs> it's been too long. Hey, what? I brought tears to my eyes talking about Big H. Welcome to Big H. Welcome, mate. How are we, fellas? 
Good, good. Better you're here now. Good to be up here in the big CQ. Yeah, I know. You've got some big plans over the next couple of weeks. We do, here. mate. We got, yeah, got a bit going on. Um, yeah, looking forward to being here. Wife and kids with me this time, so that's going to be awesome. No partying. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, a little, a little bit. Tomorrow we've got a big barbecue and, yeah, it'll be good fun. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. That's why we're doing the podcast today and not Sunday. Yeah, what's we'll be, happening tomorrow? We won't be any, in any condition. You'll find out next Sunday when you download the podcast. Well, this while we couldn't do it last Sunday. Well, this doesn't get released to Sunday. Oh, it's to get released this afternoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you better get to see who's commenting on Facebook. Oh, that's depressing. There's only one listener. <laughs> Who is it? Is that you? Is it your phone? Yeah, I bet it is. No, it's not my phone. It could be Chris. So, so your missus just sent me a photo of my missus holding some random baby while they're getting what looks like their toes done. Well, that's obviously the next step. Um, is that Pixar? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you these back. Uh, so John can hear what's going. Do you like our intro, mate? I do, mate. It was so off the cuff. It was great. We it felt like I was in WWE, about to walk out. <laughs> Introducing Big H. <laughs> Fireworks. All right, let's get into our first segment for the week. Um, this computer is really not playing the game today. I'm not it sure it's a computer. Because it <laughs> you're clicking a whole lot of different things. <laughs> Fine. I cannot find. Ah, got it. Okay, we're here. That seems to be the theme of 2023. <laughs> yes, God can't get his shit together. <laughs> I can't get the shit, my shit together. <laughs> Actually, listen to last week's podcast. I noticed um, it was it was very all over the place. I couldn't remember what we were doing next week. I don't know. You've Look, lost it, mate. We're just coming You're towards... Cooked. Yeah, we're just coming <laughs> <laughs> towards the end of the year. But um, just remember, too, um, this year there are some people um, that don't get to spend time with their loved ones, mm. um, and we're thinking of you anyway. Um, Absolutely. As you download and listen to our Christmas crackers, which I hope you all enjoy. Uh, the next Christmas cracker that we have uh, lined up is uh, when Big H told us he was up here in CQ and what he was doing. Uh, Purposely, I got this one out because he couldn't pronounce the name of a suburb. (laughs) We're still giving him curry about that too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, Big H, if you're listening, we love you, mate. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed your time in Carowell. And I'm sure Big H will be back in 20... 24. 24. Yeah. Got to get used to that. Oh, All right. Weird, hey? Let's get into the next Christmas cracker. This is one of Scott and Jai's Christmas crackers. Oh, mate. Um, we did the big drive up here yesterday. Which, um, yeah, it's been been a pretty flat out week, actually. Getting everything How long ready. How take <clears throat> you to get hit from Brisbane to Rocky? Oh, so we left up our seven yesterday morning. And uh, we pulled in to what's the place? Was it Car- Carwell? Carwell? The place in the middle of here in Yapoon, in the middle of nowhere. Kawarrel. Kawarrel. <laughs> yeah, I'm not from here. Um, 
It's <laughs> like, don't well, worry, Cremshaw, I, Cremshaw Garden. <laughs> <laughs> when I first moved here, I called Calliope Calopoli. Oh, good, yeah. And so, Capalabala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Australia's got some funny names. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, so then we pulled in to where we're staying about half past six, but we took our time, um, obviously leaving on a Thursday, peak out. It took us like an hour and a half plus just to get out of Brisbane yesterday. Um, stopped at Gimpy, then uh, stopped at the Starburst Cafe. Big ups to them at Jinjin. Uh, Used to stop there every time I'd go through there in the truck. And then uh, stopped at Mount Larkham, and yeah, no, kids were pretty good. Stopped at Mount Larkham. Yeah, Did just quickly. Yeah, it was a real brief stop. Uh, went to the bathroom there. There's a little playground. Kids had about a five minute play, and off we went. So, um, yeah, no, it was good. And then. Obviously, with Simi being pregnant as well, we had to keep on top of toilet stops. So, it's um, important. Yeah. Good old toilet stops. Yeah. So, no, it was a pretty good drive, actually. Once we were out of Brizzy, it was pretty good. The, uh, a lot of the roadworks have finished up now, which mm. surprised me. Um, and then... Um, three years. Yeah, long time. They're always fixing the Bruce Highway. It's always something They'll wrong. never stop, mate. It's the world's worst... Major highway, like that, that's the main road we've got to get up north, and it's an absolute shocker. Ridiculous. But the um, yeah, we came through. Well, I went too far out of Rocky. What are we between Mount Larkham here? There was heap of smoke, and it what I first thought was just back burning, and um, until I saw quite a few fire engines racing there with their their lights on, and I just finished telling the kids nothing to worry about. It's just back burning. <laughs> yeah, but Dad, why are those trucks going so fast? Oh, they might just be a bit late. So, um... <laughs> <got there. laughs> yeah. Sort of didn't want to switch on the news last night. It could have been all over, but... Yeah, the, the one thing that really um, surprised us just how dry it was driving mm. up here. The, um, like we're from Ipswich, and that's quite dry out there, but... Yeah, nothing nothing like the drive up here. So that you could tell once you hit central Queensland, mate, it was... Dry as a fart. Dry as a fart. Mm. My farts aren't dry, so. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah. So now, no, we're super keen to be up here. We've got um, a bit going on while we're here, doing a bit of like a two and a half week trip. Um, going out to some of the Aboriginal communities and stuff while we're up here, um, and yeah, just bringing them some furniture and. And putting on a bit of a fun day for the kids and stuff out there, so really looking forward to that. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, sort of all came about pretty last minute, but yeah, stoked to have Sim and the kids here, and, and you know, kids can experience all all that we're doing and and other parts of life that they wouldn't usually see too. So, absolutely. I think that's an important thing for kids to to um, see that, especially um, the indigenous communities that um, are outside of townships. It's 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 an eye opener. Yeah. Um, and nothing bad though. They've still got pretty much shops, um, schools, and everything. Yeah, there, yeah. But it's a very remote community. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's awesome that like your kids will get to experience it yeah. and see like the different side of it. Yeah. That culture. And that that was sort of a big thing. Um, like when we made the decision, like we were going to travel and um, and we'd kind of, we'd already decided before that we were going to homeschool the kids anyway just with a whole lot of other stuff that was going on through COVID and whatever um, but just how much they're able to learn 
from traveling and, and seeing so much stuff that a lot of other kids wouldn't really get to see. Um, and sort of when, when all that even kicked off, like I was really nervous about homeschooling because um, I was like, oh, I'm not a teacher um, <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, I can teach things to the kids, but usually it gets me in trouble with Simone. But <laughs> um, and, and, and Sim's like the same thing. Like neither of us have had education training or, or, or anything like that. So I was really nervous about it and actually rang um, our older sister um, and spoke to her. I was just like, are we out of our minds? Like, and, and she kind of said that due to COVID, like pretty much... It's more common. It had to be. It was like the whole country had to know how to homeschool their kids because yeah. it, it all went into lockdown. Um, and she even made the comment, like if she had had the choice and she's got her master's in primary education. So just to lay that as a base, mm. um, she made the comment, if she had the opportunity, she would have homeschooled her kids. So, um, and you know, that's coming from a teacher. So that sort of gave me a lot more faith in what we were doing. Um, and, you know, we ring her from time to time just to get a bit of a professional opinion or, or a bit of help in how to, to deal with some things or whatever. Uh, when we went over to Perth last year, um, she did a bit of schooling with the kids and, and the kids absolutely loved it. Um, and she was just like, you know, they're, they're right where they're meant to be. So um, That's cool. Yeah, I, I think, you know, if there's anyone that's kind of toying with that decision... Um, like have faith that it that it is really made to be easy these days or easier. I think especially primary school, high school, I think would be a totally different story. <laughs> um, but it's you know for us and and our journey, it was just we wanted to travel, we wanted to do the ministry stuff we're doing, and um, the the nine to five and and the house and all the stuff just didn't fit into that for this period. So. Um, yeah, we're loving what we're doing and, and being able to come up here and just say, yeah, we're going to do two and a half weeks away at the drop of a hat. It's like, that's what it's all about. That's so. it. Oh, good stuff. Do you have to follow a, like a curriculum? Like, does Yeah, the... so there's there's different different curriculums. So like if you um, if you did the distance, the Australian distance education system, that's literally just school, but so yeah. it's, it's no different to a normal school curriculum. Um the, the Australian system is fairly flexy in what you can do as long as you're ticking the boxes of English, maths, and those sorts of things, and you're kind of hitting where you're meant to. Um, you can kind of pull from different curriculums, so, which yep. is exactly what we're doing. Um, and the other awesome benefit of that is, um, you know, we can sort of sit down with the kids and go, hey, what's a topic you guys really want to learn about? You know, away from maths and English and stuff, spelling, whatever. What's something you guys want to learn about? And so we've we've done a whole term on um, plants. Our eldest um, daughter, she wanted to learn about plants and or plants for the Aussies, um, and wow. and just all the all the intricacies of that. And and I'll, to be honest, man, like she was teaching me stuff through that. Like it was yep. awesome what she was pulling out of that. Um, we've done insects. We've done. Um, other things I think we did like one on like ocean um, or ocean animals and that sort of stuff so um, yeah we're able to do all that and then you know you sort of do your own excursions like go off to underwater world or go to the botanical gardens and all this sort of stuff so the other really cool thing is um, where we sort of stay when we're not traveling back in Ipswich there's a whole group of mums 
um, that are homeschooling their kids and they all, all get together. So Sim's part of this group. Every Tuesday they do homeschool co-op and um, they they go out, they do an excursion somewhere. Um, yeah. So rock climbing or um, they go out to a farm or, you know, heaps of different stuff. So they're still getting that um, connection with other kids, yep. which is super important, um, you know, for learning all your social behaviours and stuff. Um, so they're still doing that every week and they go and do something super fun. So if I'm working, I'm jealous. Like, they do some really cool stuff. So. I think that's awesome too because, like, just listening to that, it would give the kids, like, an opportunity of a more a horizon of, as they get older, what they really want to get into, yeah, like, for, sure. for a profession. Yeah. Um, which at school, like, I know when I was at school, I didn't really think about what I really wanted to do I had the question of what do you want to do when you're older like you don't really know because you don't really have a passion that's right yeah like giving them like studying like water oceans yeah you know there's marine biology or plants there's horticulture like that itself like would give them more of an understanding of as they get older yeah yeah, yeah. I want to focus more on this as a a career kind of I remember that as a kid too like what do you want to do when you're older and you kind of look around your immediate circle what are my family members doing and and for me, it was, you know, my, my granddad, who I, I never really got to know, he passed when I was one, he was a fireman, and so I was like, I want to be a firefighter. And then uh, my biological dad, he was a, a, um, a paramedic, an ambulance yep. paramedic, and so for a long time I was like, I want to do that. But then I had uncles and aunties and a lot of my mum's family, they were all military. Um, I was like, oh, you know, maybe we'll get into the Defence Force. And so, yeah, there was all these different things, but I think... All of those decisions or all of those thoughts came from what's happening around me and my family and what yeah. are they doing, and it never went outside that. Yeah. So it was because you never kind of yeah got to be opened up to that world, I guess. But do you think like in saying that, like you're all like very focused on what is happening around you? And you want to like kind of follow in other people's footsteps, and I, I think the cloud of always being able to make your parents proud. Absolutely. Um, and not having that wider horizon of understanding of different things that you can do as a career base. Yeah. Um, as they get older, like having that opportunity to be able to learn a different way. Yeah. Um, will give them a bit more of an understanding and like a choice of where they want to go. I think absolutely. Um, yeah, they're going to, I guess, have experienced so many different things and be opened up to so many different professions as well. Um, and then even with the travelling, just meeting so many different people. Yeah. Um, so, like, that that's our whole heart for the kids. It's like we'll never push an agenda of, you know, this is this will be a good path for you when you're older or whatever. It's just like if they come to us with something, we just want to support them on what they're doing. Obviously, mm-hmm. keep them, you know, on, on a straight path, but, yeah. but support what it is they're bringing to us more than going, hey, look at this, hey, look at this, hey, look at this. So... Um, and these things are even starting to happen, um, you know, even at the ages they are with five and seven, like they're, they're looking at things going, oh, I'd love to be able to do that. And, um, you know, our daughter, she is absolutely mad keen on dancing. And like Simone, she was a dancer at, at the world level. Yeah. Okay. Um, but has never, ever pushed dancing, never wow. gone, hey, look, this is what mummy used to do. It's just come from Amira going, hey, I've got this desire with Matthias he's the same with music it's like I've never spoken to him about like, hey mate do you want to learn an instrument whatever he's just gone just started 
picking up drumsticks and drumming or or getting a guitar and, and mucking around when I'm playing or whatever it is and it's just it's like I, I think that's such an important thing like let the kids really lead that yeah um, instead of trying to kind of push an agenda or that this is going to make you heaps of money when you're older you know what I mean it's like I think passion completely outweighs income like if you're if you're passionate about something and you go and you do that with 110% every day because you're passionate um, it's like you've obviously got to live and that sort of thing but it's like you know the old saying you'll never work a day in your life you're listening to the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. There you go, another great Christmas cracker from uh, Big from H. Big H. It was great having him up here. It was. Actually, he came on the podcast twice. He did, yeah. And we um, had Reese too. I need, yeah, I miss um, Big H and Sim and the kids. I think our boys miss their cousins a lot as well. Yeah, it's hard living so in different apart. parts of the, the country. It's just um, adulthood, isn't it? Is you kind of just grow up and you'll start to move around and create your own families and all that sort of thing. That's right. That's right. Speaking of our kids, goodness yes. me, do you know how hard it has been to shop for our four-year-old this year? I don't know. I'm not in the Christmas <laughs> uh, Christmas uh, purchasing department. It's not it's- me. It's difficult. So the six-year-old, easiest pie. He loves any sort of cool little toy or anything like that. The little one, however, he doesn't play sports. He's not into army. Doesn't like dinosaurs. Scared of bugs. Like all the typical little boy stuff. Not a fan of. Not a fan of. There you go. Not a fan. So what he does like, he likes dancing. He likes science. He likes math. He's not really into any particular show, and the shows that he are into are, like, science and math shows. And there's just none of that for little kids. No. No. All the dancey stuff, like, he likes dancing, but he doesn't like, you know, Barbies and dolls and things like that that are all the dancey stuff. They're super girly. He's not really into that either. He just likes dancing. But, I mean, all the science stuff as well, it's all for, like, older, older kids, like, you know, sort of... Eight or ten year olds. Well, uh, trying to buy for anybody. This is this is the one part I don't like about Christmas is yeah. trying to buy gifts for people. And there are people out there in our families and um, and other families. I can guarantee you, mm. it's uh, it's hard there's to always, buy for. Yeah, there's always one or two difficult ones to buy for. You're like, just what do we get them? So it's been a struggle this year to get. Um, and I mean, who wants to get? A math book for Christmas with math puzzles. He's four. It's the last thing I want. How boring. He'd probably enjoy it. How boring. It's Christmas. Let him be four for a bit longer. That's it. Hey, I just want to um, also, just in between all of listening to that Christmas cracker, just got some breaking news um, that's come across my desk, which I actually have to cut your microphone off to play this little uh, whole thing just froze then. Just, uh, just had to cut you off over there so I can play this little, um, this little thing in the background. I don't know if anyone's familiar with this song. This is the Chicks, and it's sad to hear that uh, the Dixie Chicks founding member Laura Lynch. 
has passed away at the age of 65 in a tragic head-on collision in Texas. Um, she was the main vocalist. I don't know if you can hear in the background here. That's her there. Here, Katie, I'll uh, bring you back in now. Fucking um, fire again. Find the right button. Talk. Am I back now? Yeah, oh, yeah there, there you go. So, yeah. That's really sad. I, I grew up listening to the chicks. Well, they're not the Dixie chicks anymore. They're just the chicks now. Well, that's what you just said. You said the chicks mm. and then you said the Dixie chicks. I know. Um, well, I grew up listening to the Dixie chicks, but now they're just the chicks. So, I guess that's a reminder to everybody uh, during this silly season uh, that, you know, if you are traveling and you are going. You know, around visiting family and things like that. Uh, please stay safe on the roads. I know while I was out on the road this week, um, there was at least four, four to six speed cameras, police hiding in bushes and things like that, trying to catch people out. Yes, I understand people might think it's revenue raising, but it is to keep you safe out on the road. So please. Yeah, I, um, I'd read a statistic. I can't remember where I read it, but I read a, this statistic saying that... Um, I think it was either Christmas Day or like Christmas Eve. Yeah, was the biggest road toll loss day of the year every year. Yeah, so please be careful out on those roads. And just everyone out visiting families and all that sort of thing, traveling around. And I know some some people have like we're having a super easy Christmas this year. Just you know, home in the morning and then lunch with the parentals and then you know, just back home to drink the night away. It sounds like bliss, but some people like. Um, some of us already started now. Yes, already started on the beers already. Um, you know, you got like Giant Serena, for example. They're traveling all all over the joint this Christmas, and a lot of people are doing that. So please be safe out on those yeah. roads. Uh, let's get into the next Christmas cracker. So this Christmas cracker comes from the 2nd of October, um, where we brought you the News of the Week. Uh, our News of the Week segments are normally funny stories from around the world. Um, last week's story involved a cow <laughs> uh, that we're still recovering from. Um, That's disgusting. Uh, thanks to our Liam Brown. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but this one here, we go back... Uh, and rip open that Christmas cracker uh, where somebody decided to put a weight on the end of their member. Oh, Exciting times. You're listening to the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Healthy Mates podcast. Don't forget to download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. We are live on Facebook and we're on TikTok at the Scott and Jai Show. So we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, Castro, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, it's the first time I've been able to name them all. All right, <laughs> let's go. This is one of Scott and Jai's Christmas crackers. It's Scott and Jai's News of the Week. Jai. Yes, mate? I have some news for you. Yeah? Not really breaking news. And I haven't got my newsreader voice on, so you have to excuse me. All be forgiven. And now I've got to look it up again because it disappeared on my phone. Don't you hate that? Oh, there it is. I had it all prepped and ready to go. 
A personal trainer was left with a weight plate stuck on his. <laughs> Do I need to explain what a is? His penis. <laughs> and was left in excruciating pain after a bizarre attempt to make his member bigger went horribly wrong. The 24-year-old man from India assumed he could transform his manhood in the same way as his biceps and his quads. As part of his DIY method, he inserted his member <laughs> through the hole of a metal plate weighing roughly three kilos. Can you imagine having that on the end of your penis? <laughs> <laughs> Is that something uh, you would do? Try and make it No, bigger? definitely not. Someone that goes to the gym. Um, that's the last thing that's on my mind, eh? <laughs> Oh, it, it shocks me, eh? Like <laughs> the man who wasn't identified by doctors, who shared his unusual case, uh, proceeded to sim- simulate himself trying to lift the weight with his erect penis. <laughs> he ignored the mild pain and swelling he felt soon after his attempt began. Instead of quitting, he continued in excitement, according to uh, according to the hospital. They wrote, after some time with, when uh, intensity of the pain and swelling increased his penis, he tried, <laughs> tried to remove the weight plate, but couldn't do so. He panicked and decided to visit the doctor. The man who went to the hospital two hours after placing the weight on his penis was accompanied <laughs> by unnamed relatives. How embarrassing is that? Yeah, look, I don't... No, if I could handle my family knowing that I did something like that. The good news is surgeons were eventually able to slide off uh, by trying another method to relieve his swelling. He was just charged the next day. Did you know that um, <laughs> all, uh, all most penile um, accidents, shall we call them, um, require medical, medical surgery? It wouldn't surprise me. It's a unique tool for a male. People have used different methods, such as tape, plastic bottles, rings, and key rings. Get it? Oh, can you imagine? No. Oh, no. No. Like, just leave it alone. <laughs> oh, well it hurts done. me even thinking about it. Yeah, well done. Well done. Couldn't do it. They're the last thing that I think could e- ever think of. Yeah, look, I don't. Um, oh, it just makes me feel sick in the gut knowing that someone <laughs> like would do that. Like it just would be so painful. On the end of your penis. That's gross. Um, I don't know. Maybe we could do a TikTok and uh, get you to do a big fella. No, I'm good, thanks. I'm really good. All right. It's worth a shot, guys. I'm not putting anything on the end of my member. Ever. Period. Like I said, your penis is a unique tool for peeing and other uses. (laughs) All right, let's stop talking about... um you're listening to the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. <laughs> you just did a Jai then. You're like laughing over the um, over the song. 
I don't. Oh, I still have so many questions about that. Hey. Are you between you, Jai, and Serena trying to figure out between Liam Brown and <laughs> you know oh, we're just reliving the um, the penis stories? Anyway, too many D stories. Why do you got? Why do you men? I don't know if it's like men or young men or you know just boy. I know. Well, we all know that little boys stick their members in all sorts of weird situations. <laughs> That's, I mean, I feel like that's just learning, but we have to go through that that period, right? So then when you get to manhood, you stop putting it in weird stuff. Anyway, <laughs> um, that. <sighs> big fe- hey, I'll call you big fella over there. <laughs> no, I'm not a big Keep talking fella. about that sort of stuff. Um, so just to a another serious, <clears throat> another serious part, um, don't forget this is this time of year. Um, to check in on your mates, make sure that they're doing okay uh, over the over the. I call it the silly season because it mm. really is just silly season. It is um, a silly season. Make sure you just check in uh, on all of your mates. Make sure that they're doing. Pardon me. Okay, um, on or during the silly season, like For we sure. said previously. Think, yeah, definitely heading into this sort of time of year. I think there's a lot of... Everyone's carrying a lot of weight this time of year. It's the end of the year. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of expectations being thrown around at this time of year from all different, you know, areas of your life. I definitely think that um, we should be checking in on our mates and just making sure that they're not having a breakdown somewhere. Yeah, 100%. 100%. and remember too, if you are, um, I did have it all here in front of me. Why have I lost it all? Yeah, this seems to be a thing. Oh, I'll get better at this in 2024. That's for sure. More, <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. More prepared. Um, but if you are alone over Christmas um, and you don't want to, you potentially don't want to get in touch with us, we're happy to talk to you. We've all got um, Facebook and TikTok 100%. Messenger all turned on um but there are um there are people out there that can help it can Let- definitely be very hard to reach out 100 <clears throat> percent um help. yeah i know it's it's one of those things that like men and men and women suffer with um here let me load up the little disclaimer uh before we get into our story so this Christmas cracker uh, is a story from Chris. Chris uh, came in, I think it might have been thir- three podcasts deep. Mm, three or four, yeah. Three or four uh, podcasts deep. Early uh, days. Yes, and Chris shared his story um, around uh, drugs and not him, but in his children and things like that. And from I have it on good authority that Chris will be back in the new year. Um, to continue on with his story and give us an update on what's happening. I love how you just wave your empty beer in front of me and you think, what, I'm going to get up and get you one? i got all these buttons to push. i got people watching me on Facebook. Yeah, like, but you know you will because you're a gentleman. Oh, on that note, speaking of being a gentleman, just for a second here before we get into Chris's story. Yes. I wore the ugliest dress the other day. Ugly as heck, and you said nothing. And we even went to the shops, and you said nothing. Like a gentleman, you didn't question. You said, "Nah, baby, you look good." I knew I was not looking good. I'd just been out in the backyard running around with the kids in the rain, and I looked terrible. 
and you said nothing, like a gentleman. Today, however, I actually put a little bit of effort into what I was wearing. <laughs> actually, you know, had a shower, did my hair, all that sort of thing. And you're like, oh, are you wearing that today? I'm like, yes, what's wrong with this? He said, oh, I'm glad we're not going to the shops. <laughs> all right, let's get into the next Christmas cracker. I'll play the little disclaimer here. So uh, if you are suffering over Christmas, you can get in contact um, with the people that we are about to mention. If you're feeling affected by this content, you can call Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636, Lifeline on 131 114, or Men's Line Australia on 1300 789. This is one of Scott and Jai's Christmas crackers. Now it's time for Scott and Jai's story time. Real stories from real people. And if you're feeling affected by today's stories, you can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636 or Lifeline on 131 114, Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800 and of course Men's Line Australia on 1300 789 978. This morning's story, we welcome Chris. Welcome, mate. Good day, mate. Good morning. Well, thank you. Welcome on the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. I'm glad you're here, mate. Um, we've been friends for a few years now. Mm, quite some time. Yeah. It'd be around five years, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, close. Yeah, maybe close to six or seven. Yeah, six yeah. or seven. Yeah. I'm family friend. You know pretty much the whole family. So. Yep, yeah. Been in there. Excuse me. <laughs> Not like that, but you know. I've tried so hard to keep it together. We've been sitting here talking in between all the breaks and all that sort of stuff. And even I'm trying to keep my uh, composure here. <laughs> so, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself, mate. Um, the clean version would be great. Yeah, no, we'll keep it nice and tidy. Um, my mother listens to this podcast. M18. Oh, very nice. Um, look, so I'm... 31-year-old full-time dad, work full-time. Um, I've got four kids and basically, yeah, just for the last couple of years now, I've been doing it by myself with them because I've got them full-time. Um, before that, 2020 is when I separated with my partner um, and it's sort of just been, it's been hard but, uh, you know, you sort of just have to try and do the best you can and keep yourself composed and together for them, realistically. Mm. 100%. But, yeah, sort of going forward from, I suppose, from all that, uh, the way it all sort of panned out was back in 2020, towards the end of the year, uh, we separated. There was, a, like, we sort of grew apart, I suppose. I was working a lot. She was always home with the kids. There was not much time together. And then when it was, it wasn't sort of as good as it could have been or should have been. Um, but, you know, we sort of had the life of you could have anything that you wanted financially um, or even anything you wanted to do, basically. But Dad was always at work. Like, I was working underground. I also had my um, own business as well. So the 7 and 7 turned into pretty much 13 on, 1 off, if that. Um and at that time, I didn't sort of see it too much, to be honest. I sort of saw, only saw that I was providing, giving the kids and her everything you can uh, and everything that they wanted to have and um, not realistically seeing what was going on in the background, which was damaging everything. 
and then eventually it led to pretty much everything falling apart in a dramatic way um and anyway so leading on from there uh like post separation um when we finally left each other like living with each other kind of thing um so she was living in a unit basically people that were there in that sort of complex area they weren't sort of people you'd want to really associate with and led her into the pathway of i suppose ice and whatever else that they were doing there um and i suppose look in the beginning and i don't condone any of it but in the beginning she was kind of i suppose maintaining a party life and it went on from being a party life to an addiction that was out of control and rampant uh and it eventually then led on to crime getting in trouble started showing off on the kids as well like how um mentally that they were uh physically as well so um a few two say let's go two years on from that point in time um the kids their complexion they had sores like things like that um and at this point in time uh i was working at a new job uh, i was doing four and three so i was having them on the weekends um and there's only so much that you can do so say for argument's sake they come over they've got a school sore or whatever it was you can only sort of realistically treat that um, for that period of time and then they go back and then it just spikes up and goes on and on and on. And if, honestly, you feel like a piece of shit because you can't do anything. You speak up to her, you try and voice her, things like that, and it just it doesn't go anywhere. It's fallen on dead. Into a death Exactly, yeah. Because there, there was obviously more going on there that was you know, as important, which was i.e. drugs. Uh, I'm not saying that the kids weren't important to her, but... It took precedence, and it was. Oh, addiction seen. takes over. All, yeah, I think, and um, and it was it was crap. But basically, this went this went on for a period of time, and like my whole persona of being a dad was, I wanted to give them everything that they could have, but it wasn't a family, like with yeah. her. And don't get me wrong, we tried getting back together multiple times, and every time it was worse. It was more toxic. Because you try um, and do the right thing by the kids is yeah. you, know, you want to be able to keep the family together mm. plus deal with what's going on. Exactly. Uh, and the excuses you make up for mm. justifying it are unbelievable. And your your older two kids are pretty switched on too. So yeah. I think towards yep. uh, they yep. knew a lot. Oh, they did. And we, they shouldn't do, but kids are smart. They, mm. they see things, you know, nowadays... Like, they've got YouTube and TikTok and all these other platforms that they go on, and their friends at school, they've also got access to this. So, you know, they all talk uh, amongst themselves. So it's always a social dilemma nowadays, not so much back in, the, like, when I was younger. It was kept away from you. Like, there was no external influences mm. to say sort of thing. Um, and anyway, so basically, like... This takes me to how everything sort of unfolded, um, which was I was dealing with, like, her mum at the same time, which, look, before all this, we had a great relationship, um, myself and her family, uh, and led me to believe in, like, a false sense of reality. So they were on sort of my side with the kids in this aspect of we want what's best for them blah 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 but in reality it was no 
these kids need to be with us and not her and not him, even though I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was only trying to do what I could do. Um, so basically, 15th, uh, sorry, no, the 5th of February, uh, 2021, I rang my mum and I said, listen, like, I can't keep doing this with these kids anymore. Like, I can't keep seeing them in this state. It, it's not healthy. Uh, they look run down. They had um, conjunctivitis, all kinds of scores and lesions on their faces and bodies, and it was it was not very something. You, as a father, you don't yeah, want to see. Yeah, you don't want to see your own kids, let alone any kid in that state. Mm. Um, so I rang my mum up and I said, "Listen, I need you to go and get me a barrister and a solicitor, and, and the best you can, because if it's going to happen, then it'll happen." pretty quickly so what I did was when they came up and whether this is right or wrong I still stand by I did the right thing for them and it proved in court that I did and proved to this day I still did but the way I went about it is to be debated um, basically I had them come over on the Friday night and at this stage I only had the three because the oldest she wouldn't leave my partner or the ex-partner at the time because what what happened was she would go on benders and just wouldn't return and if she stayed with her then she wouldn't piss off yeah you know it was it was as simple as that which so, is a trauma thing too yeah um she was scared obviously yep. of mum not coming back yeah she mm. didn't want to lose her mum so she just basically clung to her no matter what was going on and what um, was the she sorry leave. interrupt you there but no, what no. was what was the age so at that point in time at this point now uh, at that point in time. Uh, so around seven to eight. Yeah. Yeah, okay. for the eldest and then six to seven and the boys would have been two. Yeah, babies. Yeah, yeah. so young. Two, three. Mm. So young. Like that. It's scary and it happens more than you think too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so basically, uh, Friday night, I put them in the bed, went around the house, got as much stuff as I could, um, like I eat clothes, um, anything that could remotely be needed to pretty much to start again, pick up and start again. Yeah. And I'm not talking about couches and stuff. It's just your personal belongings and their personal belongings. Uh, and we left. Then Saturday morning, went down to my mum's uh, down in Emin Park, and that's where we stayed. And on the Friday, uh, on the Sunday, I had to come back because I had to go back to work. I was still working. And um, basically, they come around to try and pick up the kids. And I said, no, this is not happening. Like, you need to contact my solicitor, blah, blah, blah. Um, and from that point forward, uh, we put in a recovery order to get my eldest. And it was granted around the uh, 18th of March, um, 2021. And that was probably one of the hardest days of my life, having to go and pick her up from school um, and her sort of having the influence of her grandmother there, provoking a situation that she didn't actually need to be a part of, um, saying that dad's taking you away and rah, rah. And realistically, it was the court saying, no, we want all the kids together. Uh, so she was a, a hysterical mess, but... After a couple of days, she calmed down um, and it was all good. Now, mind you, in all this time, so between the February and the March, like I hadn't stopped the kids from going to school. I'd re-enrolled them in school um, and they were going to school in kindy, same as when my eldest started, like came to live with all of us. 
she started school as well. So there was never this, okay, you just sit at home and, and chill out and do fuck all or be on your iPad. It was, nah, this is your new routine. This is a new structure that we need to get happening so that we can have some sort of thing that's going to be good for you guys. A bit of normal. Yeah. Um, and basically, like, my ex-partner, she was allowed to have uh, supervised visits things like that for the weekend at that stage it was i think it was every second weekend or something like that um i don't remember how many times that she would have seen them but it wasn't many between the time of that and the final order being granted um anyway so going forward like they were requesting things like hair follicle samples and things like this because you know this was my application to the court and who's to say that I wasn't doing that realistically? Like anyone could say, okay, I'm gonna, I want my kids because I want to take them away um, from this place. But why? And that's what I did. <coughs> anyway, I um, did the hair follicle sample testing as well. Obviously, mine came back negative. She went and did them uh, and faked them. She got caught faking the tests. Yeah, right. Well, so when they do, so these, how do you fake a? It's a hair follicle. Yeah. So How do you good, fake something like that? Good question. So if you can have an ID made and it says who you're meant to be, that's all well and good, and you go in there and you do the test, these tests cost $750. So if this person, say, pretends to be that person, it's got all the stuff to say, blah, 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 um, and goes and does it and it comes back clean, all well and good. But what... At this point in time, she didn't realise is they record everything. Hair colour, eye colour, everything. The person that went and did this test had blonde hair. She's always had black hair. Yeah. Forever. Mm. You know, for, since we've always been together. Mm. So, at that point in time, there was a please explain in the courtroom and it was nothing. There was none of that. Her solicitor was unable to provide anything of why that was like that. Uh, which that was seen through as basically a lie. Yeah. It, was, it, it couldn't have been counted. So it was as struck out as, no, nah, it's not your test. You didn't do that. Um, did she have to go and redo it? or well, She was meant to go and redo it, she, and she never did. So, like, fast track up to now, like I've had the kids now, and, and the, the order was granted for sole parental um, rights, uh, custody or whatever the wording is. Um, in a nutshell, basically, I have control of the children that's what it is yeah and with in a good way um basically she's meant to have presented two hair follicle tests and hasn't and that way if she presents these two clean hair follicle tests she can have unsupervised access like that's what any parent wants to have the freedom to be able to take their kid to the park or wherever wherever they want to take them up to shops yeah simple things unsupervised you know because they're actually your kids. You made them. Someone else who's supervising you didn't make them kids. Like, you'd want that drive to be able to do that. And so far to this day, has not been provided. So, you know, that's that says something. If you haven't done it, well, you're obviously still in that thing. It makes you wonder, like, mm. the, where the, like, she stands on, like, what she really wants. Like, you know, because mm. to me, if I had my own children, mm. I'd mm. take out heaven and earth just yep. to give them everything. I, like I, I um, ask that a lot, like to myself, like, what 
what is it? Is this just, okay, well, you know, he's got the kids now and I'll just live my own party life or whatever it is or work and then get on it or whatever whatever the hell she does. And then when I have the kids, well, I can have my kids and they're super, like supervised. Like it's kind of like having your cake and eating it too. Yep. Whereas she doesn't stay with them or anything like that. They stay still stay at their, her mother's or her sister's house. Uh, so she doesn't have to necessarily cook for him or get up to him in the morning or anything like that. It's all sorted. Um, you know, it's it's pretty shit for a and kid. the kids can call you whenever they want. Yeah, and I call them on like um, FaceTime um, Messenger, uh, iPhone Messenger. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but basically, like a lot of there was a lot of controversy, like of uh, her going around and saying that. I had kidnapped my own kids, and that was not the case. This does go on at, in in times, but one, there was no court order, so you can't kidnap your own kids if there's no court order. Um, they weren't being held against their will, and eventually the court granted that it was that way anyway, um, because it was a case. There was more and more evidence every single time. We went back to court. There was charges, there was this, there was that, like houses getting raided, things like that, you know, eventually to the point of um, her own mother coming out and saying that she found needles. So, yeah. like, that in itself is 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 enough. And no kid needs to um, no, go through that. No, and eventually, like, and I, I sort of worry about this, eventually, like, they'll, um, they'll read if they ever find them or things like that that they want to actually know. Um, properly, like that. There's all these court transcripts. There's everything like that that went on. You know, that's not a lie. That is exactly what happened. This is the evidence that was given to the court. Like, it's there. And kids so, will want to know as they get yeah, older. Yeah. Uh, and they start to realise because kids aren't silly, right? They pick up on all exactly. this little stuff. Yeah. And they'll work out very quickly. And then you know they'll want to hear your side. They want to hear mum's exactly. side. Exactly. And then yeah. the truth. Yeah. And so. it's just, honestly, the way I see it is it's easier to go, if you want the truth, this is the truth, and this and there it is. Read it as you wish, but that is exactly how it is. We're- and something that, like, I commend you for is, oh, I've known, like we said at the start of the show, like, I've known you for mm. up to six years, and um, we've been pretty close mates ever since we've met, really, mm. and um, had a few drinking nights. Yes, we have. But one mm. thing you've always been as honest with your kids as they've got older, like, oh. um, especially the older two. You've got to be, um, seem to be transparent. Yeah. You know. Um, and you don't, I've personally never seen you run down anybody um, yeah. towards the kids either, like, which is a big thing, which I find. It's it's hard, like, because, you know, frustrations. Oh, everyone um, gets it. Yeah. Anger, pissed off, and, you know, everyone wants to lash out and whatnot. But, um, yeah, like, Basically, the short along of that story was, um, yeah, I didn't kidnap my kids and I gave them a better future. This is what I did. Um, and they're in a better place. A hell of a lot better place. Uh, but in saying all that, it took its toll on me as a person to be able to do that, uh, like emotionally, um, especially like post-breakup within the first, say, six to 12 months of that um, I had to have three months off from working underground. I couldn't work underground as a supervisor. Um, I was unstable. Um, I just, I, I couldn't regulate my own emotions. I couldn't understand because I wanted the truth um, and I wasn't getting it. I, and I'll probably never get it. 
but now I don't sort of care anymore. I know enough to know exactly what was going on. And at, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter now. Like, it's well and truly gone and done. But at that point in time, um, I would feel like if I had the truth and I wasn't second-guessing everything and every person I was talking to, uh, I would have been a hell of a lot more stable and understood than having to find out that all these people that we had family friends with, they all fucking knew. Mm. And I had no idea, you know. And even still going forward, they still backed her and now it's just like, well, you look fucking stupid, don't you? You know, mm. you're back to a person that was both of, we were both your friend and it sort of went that wrong way. Um, but yeah, like I, it was hard. Um, like I wouldn't wish it upon anyone to go through that sort of shit, especially when you have, uh, say, the person that you love and they go down the road of ice or any sort of thing, whether it be alcohol, gambling, whatever. But you lose more than just that person you love. Like, that person who you loved, you get to watch that person die. Yeah. Inside. Not externally, but inside. And you watch them over a period of time, their complexion, and everything changes. Um, to what you look at now, to be something that would never you would have ever thought it would look would have been kind of thing. Um, which is shit because, you know, if you wanna say one day go rodeo, um, we'll go to the school or go to somewhere and it's a family thing, like, all right, come and meet the teachers or come and meet the principal or whatever it may be. I don't know if I would be okay with being standing next to someone and I'll call it as it is, that looks like a fucking ex crackhead junkie or still a crackhead junkie. Mm. Um whether it's the kid's mother or not, you know, I'm not that. And I don't want to be tarnished with the same brush, you know. No, but it's hard. Like, it's very hard. We all hold ourselves to a certain standard yeah. in life and we all have our morals. And I think that's the hardest thing when something like what you've been through is, mm. like you said, people start hearing these rumours that you've kidnapped yeah. your, your kids. But... That's the sad thing. People jump on board with hearsay, yeah, without actually knowing the facts, exactly, or what's going on in the background, exactly. Um, and it's look, it's to be expected anyway. People, um, people do that. Uh, I think it's it's natural that there's there are some people that don't go down the way of believing a third party or believing hearsay or a rumor. Um, but a lot of people will do that and then it'll just, it'll exasperate itself to, okay, so one person knew that, now there's 101 people that now know a bullshit story. So, you know, when you go up to the supermarket, they're talking about you or looking at you and fucking saying, oh, you know, here's the guy, that's what happened, that's him. Mm. Where in reality, it fucking was none of their business anyway. You know, they're not there raising the kids. They're not there waking up in the middle of the night because, you know, they've fucking pissed the bed or whatever. They're just hearing a rumour and running with it other than they should actually be, one, minding their own business, or two, you know, saying, hey, is there anything you can... Is, can we help? Is it, do, you need, do you need some help? You know, yeah. like, reach out instead of going fucking running your mouth and saying... Offer to help take the kids for the night, something like that, yeah. Exactly. Hey, you know, we've heard there's a a few things going on between X, Y and Y, R, R. Cool. 
don't really care about that. Do your kids want to have a sleepover? Mm. Yeah, with our kids. Give you some fucking breathing room, you know? Um, and just try and reach out like that, not do other ways, I suppose. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. What, at that whole period of time, where was your mental health at, like? Um, it was shit. It was shit. Because I was trying to keep keep it together, but at the same time, I, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, I wasn't at all. I, I was nowhere even near normal. Um, I was at the point where basically, so I went to uh, the doctor, and I was, I was actually talking to Griffin Psychology, and I recommend them. They're very good. But I went to the doctor and prescribed me, prescribed me antidepressants. And I didn't ever really want to go down that road. I just, I don't like the whole idea of that people can get addicted to these things and you're on them forever and that kind of thing, you know. Like, I don't like that. But I took them to try and help. And for, you know, a month, I literally felt like a zombie. Like, I had no emotions. I was just drawn out, nothing. Um, I couldn't regulate properly. I didn't know what sad felt like anymore. Like, it was just, I was, I was numb. That's the whole point of um, any depression. It's yeah. just to kind of block. It's like a yeah. block. Yeah, and I, um, I didn't like that. Yeah. You know, I wanted to sort of feel sad. And to me, like, I, of... I, I can relate to that. I've been on antidepressants before, and um, I now, who I am now, I don't think that it helps you overcome what's going on. No. Um, mm. More so, it's just postponing. I think so. I think so as well, um, and I, I ended up stopping taking them, and it was put, it was not recommended by anyone realistically, but I did. I stopped taking them, um, and for the next couple of weeks, I was out of control, crying, fucking just a mess. Yeah, because it's the build up. Yeah, you know, instead yeah. of going through the each block of emotion, everything's just yeah under hold, and, it and when you stop, and then bang. Yeah. I was angry. I went through almost any sort of emotion I could feel. Uh, and it was all like all in one. And, you know, you go to sleep and you'd be like, okay, good. Let's try and have a decent day tomorrow. You go to work and you'd just be a fucking mess. Like, you know, the smallest thing, you might, something might fall over or whatever. And you'd just be, in, you, you couldn't contain yourself. It was the most oddest feeling I've ever been through. Um, and after a while, it sort of started to go away, and I was up to sort of regain myself. And I started talking to counsellors and things like that, just talking. But you know, the best thing that ever helped me was talking to mates. Mm. That was it. We we had a few um, yeah. nights where I came over and just sat yep. at the back while the kids were watching TV and yep. had conversations about everything. Yep, that's the thing that helped me was talking. A lot of blokes don't do it. A lot of people. Um, I think because, mates, there's yeah. no judgment. No. You know, like... No, if, that's if, right. If yeah. you're, you're good, mate... Exactly. There, there's no judgment of what you're going through. Yep, whether it's good or bad or yep. anything like that. Um, you've got to talk. Um, that's your first step, is well, we talk. did an Emerald trip one night to yeah. go pick up your stuff with the trailer. Yeah, oh, man. my God, that was the longest trip. That was shit. Especially once we had the trailer fully loaded, it was a heavy load coming was, back in. <laughs> that was loose. But we did it. But, we did. Yeah. And that was another, like, that whole trip. We just talked about everything and yep. how you were feeling and, you know, what I thought of the whole situation. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, 
talk. Just it's hard, but as soon as you start talking, and it doesn't matter how you start it, like you could start it with, "Look, I don't know if you're going to judge me, but you're my friend," and rah rah. It doesn't really matter. Just start and just keep going, because as soon as you start, it all starts coming out, and you can talk about it, and you can break it down and work it into pieces, workable pieces, and try and get it off your shoulders. And then the next time something comes up, it's not as hard to start that conversation. That's the best advice someone ever gave me, actually, was um, if you're ever in a situation Mm. you have a problem, the best thing to do is treat it like a piece of steak. You don't just shove the whole piece of steak in your mouth. You chop it up into little bits and eat it that way. It's the same sort of thing. Yeah. And just talk. It doesn't matter how bad it is. Like, just talk it out. You know, it's better to talk about it than to start having like lucid thoughts and shit like that because we've all had them and I was having them as well. But realistically, you've got to look at the end game here, which is what, you know, your children, uh, if you have kids, if you don't have kids, well, what else have you got? If you'll have something, you've got to have family or a life in general. Life is. Exactly. Oh, I said this, I think it was last week on the podcast. Mm. Life was never designed to be easy. No. And the moment you think that, you're, you're an idiot. Like, exactly. No matter whether you've got all the money in the world mm. or you're poor ass, um, you know, life is, is as hard as what you make it. Exactly. Um, and one of the best things I personally find about life is the friendships. Yep. I, I've got so... Like, I'm very fortunate... I've got a lot of best mates. Mm. I'd say eight, eight, nine best mates. Mm. Um, and they're my close, close friends. The people that I would call and be like, hey, bro, like, I'm, I'm in a messy headspace. Like, yep. can we catch up for coffee and just have a yarn? Yeah, and just pop around. Yeah, and which we've done a few times. Yeah. Um, not yeah. just for your stuff. Like, yeah. I've had stuff go on and, and just not in a good place financially. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. And, it, and that's the thing. It's not just your personal life. It could be your financial life too. Yeah. You know. And Which that, is a big part that's for men. That's a huge part uh, I for think men. it's, yeah. um, especially yeah. being a dad. Um, I know myself, I'm not a dad, but even just at the moment, oh. I, I'm debt free with only yeah. a few bills. Um, and recently I've just financially been really struggling. Um, and something actually that was said to me the other night um, from someone that's family... Um, I had to borrow some money because I had to fix my phone and just everything yeah, yeah, yeah. getting in the way. And um, it was said in front of my partner, and I actually haven't even spoken to Scott about this yet, but he came, came up to the car and basically said to me, like, you know, what are you doing? Like, hmm. you need to get your bank account sorted and sort everything out. And I've never felt so degraded. Hmm. And so low in front of my partner um, that I've been thinking about it all weekend. Mm. Um, and it was someone that I care deeply about, and I'm sure it wasn't meant like that. Um, but like, it actually really got to me. Like, yep. having to ask for help, and I think some sometimes you've got to ask for help. Yeah, there's nothing wrong there's with no, asking for no. help. And. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's one thing that, like, I've mm. never felt so degraded in my whole life. Look, I'm getting emotional about it now. Yeah, but, no, um, yeah. yeah it just really got to me. Um, I've never really cared about that kind of shit, but I've never had a partner that I just want to give it the world. Yeah. Um, 
and, and that's that. good. That's a, that's the thing, you know. Everyone deserves to be happy. Yeah. Know? Um, and you know that's realistically in life, that's all you need to be is happy. You can have everything, um, but as long as you're happy, you know, yeah. uh, have everything or have nothing, but be happy at what you're doing and happy at it. Yeah. Um, you know, so like I suppose like the way that it is now. So if we're gonna sort of get to the ending sort of this story that I've been going through is um, it's taken me a long time to get to where I am right now. Um, and that's with talking, you know, helping people, people helping me, um, watching my kids grow, things, just everything, I suppose. You know, even this, the things of getting up and going to work every day and just getting the fuck on with it um, has made me to be how I can be today. Um, it's a bit hard to explain, but basically now I don't care what my ex-partner does. I don't care. As long as she's good for the kids. That's what you is care about. all I care about because one. all they want is to be able to go and spend time with mum. And have that relationship. And have that. And that's all I care for. And that's good <clears throat> after everything that you've gone through. Yeah. And that's one thing um, I know that some blokes struggle with is... You still have that emotional attachment, yeah. Um, because she's your kid, you know, she's the mother of your children, right? Exactly, yeah. And it's once you break that, I guess that the when you break the link in the chain, mm. and whatever she does, it's got nothing to do with you. Exactly. As long as, as you said, as long as it's for the kids, yeah, that's all you care about, and it does. It takes a long time to it get does. to that point. Yep, and a lot of healing, like now. If she rang me up and said, "Hey, can we have a yarn about the kids?" Like, rah rah, something's got like you know something's going on, like things like that. No worries, all the time in the world. Rang me up to say, "Hey, um, can I borrow money?" Nah, I'd hang up on her straight away. Probably snap my phone in half. That kind of thing. Nothing to do with it like that. But you know what I mean. But um, it's all for the kids. You know, you got to kind of. It gets to a point where you've got to um, get over. As hard as it is, get over all the angst, all the anger, all the crap that happened. Put it behind you because it rubs off on your kids. And I saw that. And that's a big thing. You don't want them being like, oh, you know, I can't say that to dad or I can't say that to mum or whatever. It needs to be, hey, we're comfortable to talk to mum or dad about this, regardless mm. of that they don't live together or whatever. They, they need to be able to still have that. I can talk to both of them. And it doesn't matter what it is, because if you take that away from them, what happens? You know, you're repeating the cycle is what you're doing, exactly. basically. And they, you know, they feel. <clears throat> I'm actually getting emotional talking, just mm. hearing you talk about this, but um, they just continue the cycle, and then mm. as generations go on and on and on and on, mm. this is what you end up with. Yeah, um, well, it's a yeah. and it's about breaking the kids. cycle. Yeah. Mm. And just this is good. something your kids will hold on for the rest of their lives. Mm. Um, but fortunate for them, like they've had you the whole time. And mm. I, as the older two, I reckon mm. will always remember how hard, and especially as they get older and mm. have their own kids and stuff, they will learn to appre- like appreciate how much you had to go into bat to just get oh. them where they are now. And especially yeah. like your mum and... Yeah, my mum, she's been great. My stepdad, he's, he's you know... They've, you know, some people been... aren't fortunate enough to be in that position yeah. to have people that are going to back you. Exactly, and financially, you know. I couldn't yep. have done it by, by myself without them. Um, but it's hard. It is very hard. But there is a light 
and it's there. You just yeah. got to find it. Well, that's right. Yeah. I'm a big believer in every dark situation. There's yeah. um, a light. You've there just got to be willing to look for it. There is. Uh, regardless, man, at the end of the day, there's always tomorrow. You know? Yep. Always tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry about itself and just get on with you it. can't change yesterday, but you can yeah. change tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. just steps, take steps, little steps, little Baby lights. steps. Yeah. P- piece of steak. I understand. I personally, as one of your friends, I'm so proud of um, who you are and who you are after everything you've been through because it can change people. It can, Um, and it can either go one or the other way. Yeah. You know, and uh, fortunately, in this way, it went good. What do you reckon humbled you to maintain who you were as a person because you really didn't lose touch with who you are as a person? Um. I can't deal with change very well. Yeah. Um, regardless of what it is, I don't take to it greatly. Um, so, therefore, I try and keep it the same in a sense. Yeah. Um, in putting it in uh, an example would be, okay, even though myself and my ex-partner, we've been separated for nearly three and a half, almost mm. four years, um the house is still the same. Mm. The things that we did for, you know, nine, nine and a half years is the same. So me coming home to that, even it doesn't give me some sort of sense of comfort or, or belief that she's coming home. It's nothing's changed. I'm still coming home to the same It's home a comfort thing kid. for you. Yeah. It's what yeah. you enjoy and yeah. the simple thing. Some people can't do that. Some people yeah. got to change completely. Yeah. You know, turn the page, new leave, blah, blah, blah. I myself, no. Nah, I am just simple... Just keep it the same. Um, fuck, man. Even the forks and knives are still in the same orientation. <laughs> like, you know. But um, that's just how I keep centred, I think. It's it's easy for me to do it like that. Um, if I don't, if I do things that are a little bit different, I struggle. Um, and it can be seen quite easily. Mm. So, yeah, like... Uh, yeah, that's what. That's how I do. Yeah. That's how I've kept okay. You know, like I'm not a big drinker. Um, I used to be, but yeah, no, I don't drink a great deal anymore. If it is, it might be a couple every now and then. I don't go and get fucking shit faced like I used to. Like, and not that there's anything wrong with that in moderation, and I don't knock it. But it gets to a point of time where you sort of got to say, hey, this is starting to become ridiculous. Mm. Um, I'm not making any sense and fuck me like the people I'm talking to they're telling me that I'm not making any sense So and alcohol is a depressant yeah as well which yeah you know. yeah and it's look you know what there's nothing wrong going having a few drinks with mates mm. it's the steps you take afterwards you know hey I'm going to go home and just keep on it you know into the point of you get yourself upset or you start having shit thoughts whatever go and have a good night and leave it on a good night you know, go to, home, bed. go to bed. Yep, go home, go to bed, get up in the morning, go and go to work, mow your lawn, whatever. Mm. You know, but um, everything's yeah. good in moderation. I yep. Think. Oh, exactly. Exactly, man. Exactly, 100%. But yeah, that's how I sort of kept myself the same. And by talking to people, you know, they people ask me all the time, what are you, what are you doing? And it's the same shit. Same shit that yeah. I was doing ten years ago. Yeah. You know, just this I can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> nothing has changed, like fuck, I've still got the same fucking clothes. Yeah. Nothing changes. Just keep just keep it how you feel comfortable 
and yeah. Well, that's who you are. No, yeah. I think that's an important people. People need to find who they are and exactly own it. I, yeah. I think, like, I know who I am as a person. I know what triggers me and I know what upsets me. Mm. But also, I'm proud of who the person I am. Yeah. Um, and, yep. you know, like I said, super proud of you. To Thanks, man. Yeah. Staying who you are because, you're like like I said, a lot of people change in situations and mm. yours was non not an easy situation to overcome either. You know, no, yours. no. And, like, in, in all of that, like, honestly, we've only sort of broached the fucking surface. But... Mm. Um, in a nutshell, that's pretty much what it was. But yeah, trying to ride that um, and trying to go to work, trying to keep the, you know everything going fine at home, it was absolutely chaos, you know. Um, and it, you just got to get to a point in time where you've got to say enough's enough. Yep. You know, like it was at that point of time, it would have been either hey, we keep going down the same fucking road, trying to keep family together with you having this drama, or fuck. We lose the kids, you know, to child services and shit mm. like that because fucking her friends had been gone them and stuff like that. Um, and not that there was anything wrong going on and every time that they came around, which was only once, um, it was dismissed. But it's the same token. Fuck, no parent wants their fucking you come, child services come around their house having an interview, you know, watching their kids fucking draw pieces on pieces of paper and, you know, that's... Not what any mum or dad want. No, and um, coming from like well, growing up in the system, mm. and I had a pretty system battle nah. against as a kid. No, nah. no, nah. um, and with four kids, they'd probably fucking separate them. You know. Well, actually, that's it's funny. They now they never used to, but now it's actually a priority to try and yeah. find somewhere where they. If you're a family and siblings, that they stay together. Yeah, well, that's good. It never know. used to be like that, though. It was just trying to find kids yeah. a safe home to live in, but now it's like they're trying to focus on trying to find them a joint home. That's a lot better, yeah, because you don't want them separated. Like, so they lose all their um, touch with each other, you know? Like, they're close. Mm. They've grown up with each other. Yeah, um, that's yeah. one thing I can commend the Department of Child Safety with, is the mm. one thing that's changed is they try and keep all siblings together. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's still a system that breaks kids. Like, oh, it ma- exactly. makes it so much harder to grow up. Yep. Um, but you know, your kids are very fortunate to have someone like you to go into bat and yeah. not give up. I mean, it hasn't been easy. Fuck, there's been weeks where you know we've been fucking living off bread and shit. Yeah. You know, you've got to you got to do what you got to do you in do. some cases. Yep. And it's hard. Like, fuck, the way we live nowadays is a hell of a lot different to ten years ago. Mm. Like, in economy wise. You go to Woolies, you go and spend three hundred bucks. Your trolley's half full now, and back then you go spend three hundred bucks and it's over full and fill it, uh, overflowing. Yeah, um, and everything else goes up too. You fuel, know, fuel, twenty bucks. Yeah, man. Yep. Just fill up my car. Fuel, fucking everything. It's bullshit. Same. So, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on the no, show. Thanks, man. Yeah, I. You know, it's actually quite inspiring listening to your your story because i know there's a lot of people out there um that think the system's broken yeah um yes the system is broken it, it is but yes it needs to be fixed but just hearing your story i guess get, will give somebody out there listening that the courage and the inspiration to be like okay we can get through this we can do this yeah so. well there is a lot of dads that don't get to see their kids and oh exactly you know 
that's something that I think needs to be focused on is mm. a lot of dads that are decent blokes that are out there working their ass off. Exactly. And all they get out of it is paying a child support bill. Oh, man. I, I know. But they don't get to spend, you know, Father's Day with their kids. Plenty of people like that. And a yeah. fellow I've talked to at the moment, he goes through the same thing. Kids pretty much be withheld and can't even have a simple thing. There's nothing wrong with him. It's, uh, it is actually her, but... Um, and you can't even have a simple thing of like a, once a week or once a fortnight have a sleepover. It's a dedicated. There's no court order. There's nothing. And there's so you know, many. There's actually yeah. like. Um, and she pulls rank. People. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Yeah. Well, man, I fucking tell you what. It'd be the hardest thing to go through that because at the end of the day, you can have all your kids and that, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, cool. I can give you the best bedroom or anything like that. I haven't done anything wrong. But then you've got this other person basically holding the rein saying, nah, it's not happening. That's kind of the situation that I have is mm. um, I, well, you met my two little boys yeah. just before. Yeah, beautiful boys. Yeah. I've got two older children. I mentioned it on the podcast before. Um, and, you know, we, my first wife and I, we, we had this relationship where, you know, we could kind of talk and it was for the kids and all that mm. sort of stuff. But. Um, you know, at the end of the day, when push came to shove, it was her way. Yeah. And, you know, the last time I saw my children, my two older children was 2019. It was just before. Oh, well, it was around about that COVID time. Yeah. Um, you know, and I got in the car, drove all the way to Brisbane, had the door slammed in my face. Yeah. Um, you know, and as the kids get older and, and you know, as life goes on, mm. they'll realise they will who's in the right and who's in the wrong. Yeah. And like I said, you got story number one, story number two, and the truth. Yeah. Um. And you know, there'll be a time. The truth is, so. the truth is always, and I believe this a lot. The truth is screaming to come out, and it will. Mm. It, unfortunately, it will. And someone at the end of the day is going to get hurt, and it's a person who's been lying the whole time. Um. And in between that, the only ones that get hurt are the kids. Or well, it makes it even sad as, like, I was one of those children. Yeah. You know, where, um, I won't get into that too much today, but, you know, cut a long story short, mm. I was one of those children that was, you know, wasn't allowed to go and see uh, my dad. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah. dare I say this, but, you know, karma got her in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it happens, and unfortunately, um, you know, we live in a different society nowadays. And touching on that system kind of thing is, yeah, it is broken. It is a lot better. Mm. It's not fixed. No. It's a lot better, but I believe now um, men have a lot more voice than what they used to. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying at all that men are always in the right or in the wrong or whatever. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is that it, we should be both equally heard because you can be both as bad as each other. Well, especially the... You know? look, look, like you're saying, like, there's dads out there like yourself mm. um, that go to work when everything's mm. happening and try and hold it all together and do the right thing. And then there's... There's dads out there that just don't give a fuck about their kids and are absolute dickheads, which I'll never understand. And and that's their choice. And kudos to the mums out there that are single mums and battling it out because the dad 
doesn't want to be a part of the kid's life. Mm. That, that That's their fault. They miss out on an amazing, you yeah. know, part about bringing a young person into the world. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but for the dads out there, like, don't don't give up. Keep battling because yeah. Yeah. It, it is getting better. And um, Every kid deserves a mum and dad. A hundred percent. I think it, it's, a, yeah. it's a vital part mm. um, to have both mum and dad there because they both teach you different things. Exactly, man. Like, fuck, I have apprentices and shit like that. And you can tell if they've come from a, a mother-orientated family or a father-orientated family or both. Um, just sheerly by one, like nowadays, they seem to be a lot softer. They've got no fucking uh, mechanical aptitude, things like that, um, which is sad. And you can go to school and you can do woodwork or metalwork or whatever they call it up here, um, but it doesn't teach you like foundations as a kid, like from a kid, like go and play in mud, go and get in that shit, like go and go and build a cubby and stuff like that. And then that eventuates into an adult that can't fucking work properly, you know? Yeah. That, look, oh, that grinds my, my, my gears a little bit. <laughs> that sounds like a segment for next week, Jive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, anyway. but um, no, like, I'm, thank you so much for coming no, on the no, show. No, no, um, great, man. You know, it's also a good chance for us to catch up and see each other because our lives have been a bit hectic. Exactly, very busy times. Yeah, and it's school holidays as well. Yep. Um, at the moment. Yeah. yeah. But um. Yep. Well, that was Chris's story. Mm. Another great Christmas cracker. Like I said, we'll be catching up with Chris again in 2024. Be back on the podcast to share uh, where he's currently at and what he's doing. A brave soul to to get all that out in public. Yeah. Share his story. It uh, takes a very special person to, um, yeah, get that out there for sure. It's our last voice break before we get into the last part of the uh, podcast. What's next? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Well, we come to <laughs> the end. Us. We come to the end. Another year. Nothing you want to add before we wrap up? I think just Merry Christmas to everybody. We can do that all in the wrap up. You silly little girl. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Where did that even come from? Heard on another podcast. Oh, did you? <laughs> Best ideas, the best ideas I ever came up with were stolen. <laughs> Didn't you know that? No. Well, I think it's something original, isn't that your line? I think it's something original. That's not my line. It is so. No, don't be like that. It is so. Anyway, let's move on to the last part of the podcast. <laughs> That was the last podcast for 2023. Oh, I thought we were doing one next week. Next week, uh, we are going to relive some highlights. Oh. Um, all the funny parts, I guess. We'll go back through <laughs> and instead of Christmas crackers, they'll be... 
the year that was, I guess. The year that was. You did actually have a good idea where you wanted me to go back through and find all the bits where I was having computer issues. Oh, can you please? Well, we can. It's so frequent. We can try. <laughs> we can try. But I'm glad that we actually now have it all sorted. Yeah. Yeah, we've it's come a long way since the first podcast in September. Mm. Um, you know, the girls, yourself and Serena, have joined us um, and looked at things from a lady's point of view. Yeah. As Chris said in his story, it's not always just about blokes and it's not always just about girls. It's about finding the happy medium. Yeah, that's it. I don't like. I I realise that it's um. You know, mates helping mates, but girls are mates too. That's right. That's right. And from from Jai and I, I guess we're, I'm glad that we launched this podcast in 2023 to give people a, a voice and give people a platform to share their story. Um, you know, this all started because Jai lost eight mates to suicide. Mm. And, um, you know, it's there needs to be more out there uh, to help guys and girls get through the struggles of um, mental health and this time of year again there's another soft point um you know there's uh people out there you can reach out to you can reach out to us on tiktok uh, facebook instagram youtube wherever um but i know we will be back in 2024 and the podcast will be bigger and better than ever Fingers crossed. We just need more people to keep listening, more people to download, more people uh, like our reels on social media. Um, big shout out to those that um, live in different parts of the world, like Belgium, yeah. uh, the UK, the US. Shout out, like we've said before, shout out to Belgium. <laughs> uh, shout out to Belgium. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, people in New Zealand, but there's people in Australia that download and listen to our podcast religiously. Mm. I can sit here and name everybody, no. Um, but um, no, what a thank you. Way to end the podcast. That's right. <laughs> but no, thank you all for, for from John and I from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching all our TikToks and our Facebooks. It's great too when we changed um, platforms. We changed from Podbean to Acast, and the amount of people that rang and text me and said, "Got no podcasts." And I had to mention again that we'd moved the the channel. If you just listen the first time, well, Joy said that to me the other day. He goes. <laughs> can't listen to any of the podcasts i'm like we changed platforms remember oh yeah that's right so we got that all uh, all this set guy. up um this guy. the other thing we are looking at doing next year is um tiktok hopefully we can get on tiktok live at some point just got to jump all those little hurdles um and it's good that we're on facebook live too because the amount of people that jump on and listen live yeah yeah so Anything you want to finish out the year with? No, just Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Stay safe we'll on the roads. We'll see you all next... No, well, we'll see you all next week. 7th of January, John and I will be back live. Yep. But yeah, next week uh, is New Year's Eve. Yes. Next Sunday, New Year's Eve. Uh, and we go back and look at all the funny parts. Might come up with something uh, creative mm. for next week. But no, thank you again for listening. Remember, you can download the podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast. For example, 
You can get it on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, Castro, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Amazon, and apparently you can ask your smart speaker to listen to the Scott and Jai Show Mates Helping Mates podcast. Uh, it's not a question of availability. It's That's everywhere. right. It's out there. So uh, get on, get on board. And again, from Jai and I, from the bottom of our hearts, Merry Christmas. We hope everyone has a safe and happy new year. And we'll see you again on the 7th of January, 2024. And thanks, Katie, for stepping in for Jai today. Oh, look, I did my best. <laughs> yeah, you did good. <laughs> did good. A lot of listening. Not a lot of talking this time. But, uh, oh, I uh, thought you do enough talking for the both of us. Oh, hey, 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 you can cut that out right now. <laughs> All right, we're out of here, guys. We will see you 7th of January 2024. Merry Christmas. That was the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Thanks for listening. Remember to download The Scott and Jai Show and follow them on social media at The Scott and Jai Show. Enjoy your week. Thanks for downloading the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Listen to the boys live on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. on Radio X. How do you listen to Radio X? Go to radiox.com.au and click listen live. Turn up the volume with Radio X. Your ultimate rock destination. Tune in today at radiox.com.au. Radio X.